Welcome back to Remote Life. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Mixed World, and today we'll be chatting with Juliana Habby. Originally from Brazil, Juliana is a career coach for remote jobs and a digital nomad, with 15 years of experience in recruitment and nine years of experience remote working. In this episode, we talk about the difference of mindset in a traditional versus remote job, Juliana's advice for preparing for a remote job interview, and her thoughts on the future of work. So grab a coffee, a tea, or something stronger, and let's get started. We're live on the Remote Life podcast. Juliana, how are you today? I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Looking forward to this conversation, hon. <laughs> Me too. Whereabouts are you based today? Today I'm Cape Town, South Africa. Mm. Yeah. Because you're about to do nomad-based safari, is that right? Not the safari. Oh, no. So there will be, yeah, next week here, there will be a nomad-based event, which is um, a big community for digital nomads, remote works, entrepreneurs, and all of that. So they have events in different locations all over the year, and this time is here. So it's starting next Monday. And there was a safari before, and other people will do a safari after. So there are safaris before and after the event. Nice, nice. So let's dive straight in. Tell us about your remote life journey, uh, how you got here, a bit about you. Let's hear it. Everything. <laughs> all the things. All things, all things. So from the beginning, my remote work life started in 2014, actually, way before the pandemic, way before people are used to remote jobs. I remember when I started, even my, my mom was like, how come you're going to work from home? Your boss is not going to see you. You're never going to get a promotion. So there was this kind of mystery and misunderstanding in general about that nine years ago, right, when I started. And it was not actually my choice to start working remotely. So I was working as a recruiter for a cruise company. And there was some internal change in the company. And they told me, look, we will need to make some internal change. So are you going to get laid off or we will change your contract to another company in the group? I was like, of course, please change my contract, right? And then they said, yeah, but then you cannot come to the office anymore because you're going to belong to another company within the group. And then I said, okay, so how am I supposed to do that? You work from home and I had no idea how to do it. Sounded like very weird to me, but I was like, that's better than losing my job, not, right? So I, I gave it a try. Some people were still in the office. I was working from home. So it was kind of a hybrid uh, let's mm. say environment. I could only work from home. I was trying to figure it out how to do things. But very shortly, I discovered that I liked it. So I was good at you know organizing my time and being productive, and being able to save time in the commuting and spend more time with dogs. I had two dogs at that time, so it was great mm. for me. Also, I could meet uh, friends outside of work. So very soon, I realized I liked it. And then I ended up moving to the city where my new office was located. And I said, okay, I'm going to go back to the office, right? That's what people do. Then I went back for like a month and, and something didn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So yeah, I ended up in the same city where my office was located, working from home. There was the beginning in 2014. Then I started traveling a little bit. I still had to like ask for permission and it was kind of an exception because I was remote, but I had to be where I was living in Barcelona, Spain at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was some traveling from my side and working from different places until a certain point around 2018 that I decided that I wanted to be fully in charge of my travels and my time. So I was like, I like traveling, but I don't want to travel just 
for work and when they want, whatever they want and stay along as they want. I want to be able to to decide where I go and how long I stay in the place, but I didn't want to do that in a packing mode, for example, or in a sabbatical period. I wanted to keep going with my career because a career is an important pillar to myself. So I start planning and wondering how I could do that, like keep traveling and still keep going with my career. So I explored some options and I decided to uh, do some freelance gigs at the moment, all related to recruitment and helping candidates to land jobs, faster job interview, all within the same area, but like as a freelancer also. And I started my own business. So at some point I had three source of income, three major projects going on. So I still had my full-time job, uh, remote job as a recruiter. And then I was doing two freelancer gigs at the moment. And then I was uh, starting my business. So it was exhausting. (laughs) I was working like minimum 11 hours per day, weekends even more, because I wanted to have enough incomes from the other projects before quitting my uh, full-time remote job. That was how I planned. I know some people choose a different strategy, but for me, the, the financial security was an important pillar. So I wanted to replace my income from the full-time remote job with other incomes. So I was combining all of them. And then in October, 2019, I quit my full-time remote job. And then I started yeah, having my own business and doing the freelancer. Then I left the freelancer behind and now I work fully on my own business. Yeah, fully remote, traveling and working from whatever I want. So it was a journey. It took me like two years to do this Mm -hmm. transition until be a digital nomad as I am now. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? How no remote journey is really the same, but it is. it takes some effort. I feel like a lot of people who I've spoken to for the podcast, but just like in general over the last few years, whether you're going remote and freelance or remote or just even freelance, there is so much more to it than just, you know, quitting your day job and like diving into it. I feel like no freelance or remote journey has not got some kind of element of, I had to almost overlap for a while and put a little bit of extra effort into other different things before it happened. So do you think that maybe puts people off at all or? Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy journey necessarily. So people kind of uh, romanticize that. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm just going to land a remote job and start traveling the world. There is a process to get there. And there is another process once you get there. That's the thing, right? Because you need to make adjustments into your daily routine, into um how to work without having a boss or someone walking behind you and checking if you're there working, like handling the distractions, even the fridge, even eating snacks all the time can be a distraction, right? Or uh, we were talking before the recording, like you have the beach right in front of you. I also have the beach close by. So sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish I could be on the beach right now. But it's like, no, I have to work because when you work remotely, you do work. That's the part that people... (laughs) Uh, forget sometimes you're not traveling all the time taking fancy instagram photos all the time so you still need to work you need to deliver results so there is a uh, there is a working part that should be there full-time job part-time job uh whatever you have but yeah it's not all flowers and and happy moments and all of that you need to handle a lot of things if you add like traveling in the equation even more because then you have all the travel arrangements and moving from one place to the other and then creating a routine, which is my choice at the moment, right? Because I I work and travel at the same time. So you also have that. But even if you're working remotely from one fixed location, from your house, for example, 
still like being able to organize your time to deliver results, to speak up when you have questions and it's like you're alone. So you need to ask for help. Otherwise, nobody will assume that you don't know about it. Keep learning, always be curious, ask questions. So yeah, I think it's a very worth journey and lifestyle. (laughs) But like, yeah, but like every choice that you make, there is a price to pay to get there, right? I think it's worth it. But yeah, it's not just a perfect life. It's a life with good sides and not that good sides also yeah as we saw a lot of them but so we were just at a cross-border co-working uh conference and there was so much like of these these photos floating around of like someone on lying on their back on the beach with their laptop and I was like oh come on (laughs) that's not real (laughs) yeah 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 I completely agree and wouldn't be here if I didn't advocate for this lifestyle however even I noticed that there are certain different mindsets that you do have to take on when you pick to go freelance or remote or whatever it is. How would you describe that to someone who's like used to obviously having having kind of everything taken care of them for them, except for obviously doing the work day to day. But you know, having the admin done, have taxes, having like, you know, basically kind of that side of things is taken care of, all they've got to do is show up to work. How would you kind of help them like from that space to everything's very much your responsibility and that's really exciting but it's still your responsibility yeah I think it starts with the classic um working hours when you work in an office right you go there let's say from nine to five Monday to Friday so you're there seated at your chair in front of your computer uh and that doesn't happen when you work remotely so results come over working hours right so Mm. if you get your work done before your eight hours per day that's what matters, actually, not how much time you are there seated in front of your chair, pretending sometimes that you're working on Instagram and Facebook just there to, you know, look that you're working. But no, remote work is about results. People need to see what you have done, see the results of that. So this is one thing that remote companies will value more, much more than having you in front of your computer because they won't see that. Okay, they might see you connected on the Slack channel, but it's still results come over the working hours, that's one big change. For me, it was, was a big change at least. Then the trust element that needs to be there from both parts. So a company, remote company to trust you as an employee uh, versus the micromanagement, right? Mm-hmm. Being controlling, are you connected? Oh, it's 902, you're not yet on the chat. What are you? I sent you an email two minutes ago, you didn't reply. Oh, do I have to say I had a, <laughs> a remote job that my boss was really trying to micromanage me and calling me like three, four times per day randomly just, oh, are you there? And your table's like, yeah, I'm here. So yeah, those things can happen, but it's not the ideal context for remote work. So trust should definitely be there from both parts, right? From the company side and from the, the employee side. Also, the proactivity is extremely important when you work remotely. So instead of just waiting for things to happen, and people tell you step-by-step what to do or receive all the guidance, take an initiative, suggest things, initiate things, anticipate problems that you think that might happen and and suggest a way to handle that. So proactivity is um, something that is normally very welcome in any kind of remote team. And sometimes in traditional offices, not that much. It's like, oh, you're thinking too much. No, we just 
just do what we're paying you to do and that's it. Let the managers make the decision, right? But in a uh, remote work environment, productivity is always something interesting. And in general, I would say taking ownership of your time, right? You are in charge of your time, prioritizing your tasks, deciding what time you're going to work, considering that you have this flexibility, right? Because some remote jobs, you still need to follow fixed schedule from nine to five, for example. So in this case, you cannot start working at 10.30 if you feel like you still need to fill a schedule. But in any ways, when you are working, you still have the opportunity to organize your time, your schedules, the order that you're going to do something, how much time you're going to dedicate to things. So there is a, a this ownership element that I like. It feels like very empowering to me, but it's more responsibility also, right? It's easier if you just follow order, orders and someone is like, oh, do this. Now do that. And in a remote work environment, probably it won't happen. So yeah, I see a lot of differences between the the mindset of working the traditional job, like an office job and working remotely. I think you touched on such a good point about results. And that's one thing I always say to people is that me going and working, obviously like, you know, it's raining today, like you know, I can see the beach from my room right now. Me going to the coast to work specifically this week has nothing to do with I want to go sit on a beach and do nothing. It's the fact that when I look out at the sea, I feel inspired and relaxed. And so therefore my then creative brain starts bringing in so many more ideas. And then because I'm a person of action, I then want to put all that into action so much quicker. And so therefore you get such a higher return like with your results because I'm setting up my space also to be the best it can be for me to work in the best way I can. Is there anything for yourself that you're like, I feel like I need to have this in order for my space to be completely optimized? It actually changed. And I think that's the beauty of working remotely because depending on the kind of job that I'm doing or depending on the moment that I am, I might need one thing or another thing. And when I was working in the office, I had no choice. It was like always the same working table in the same location, sometimes facing the wall, like a dark place. There was no option. And now I can choose every day where I want to work from and which elements I need. So for example, I do a lot of uh, calls with my career mm-hmm. coaching clients. And when I have calls, I prefer to work from home, home, my Airbnb or my <laughs> rental apartment, <laughs> home, wherever I am, right? But I work, I prefer to work from, make the calls from home because I have more privacy and silence. So when I have calls and I try to condense my calls in some days of the week, so I normally work from home. But the other days that I'm doing all the kind of work, more creative work or admin work, I like to go to co-working spaces or a cafe because I feel inspired by it. It's nice to see people around, maybe have like a music in the background. Sometimes I uh, I go with friends. Okay, let's work from this coffee shop and then we have lunch together. So I really check what I need on that day and then I go for it. Like overall, I also like to be close to the beach. I was born in the beach area, so it's always inspiring for me. Uh, warm weather definitely over cold weather for me and I like space with uh, natural light that also helps me to be motivated and yeah just feel inspired in general like a dark place doesn't really work very well for me but it changed it might change every day so I can just choose where I want to be and sometimes it's just like changing the position of the chair so instead of facing one Mm -hmm. side of the apartment, I'm facing another side, and it changed completely because it's a different view 
right? And it changes the whole experience. So it doesn't need to be major change. It can be also, but even a small change. Sometimes like light a candle. I like to do that also because it just brings like a nice environment. Nobody see that. It's only for me. So I'm treating myself with a very affordable and easy thing to do, like lighting a candle with a nice smell. But that changes the whole environment for me. So I also like that. I love that. It's exactly. It's not about like, it's about making work enjoyable. So it almost isn't, isn't work in a way. Like you're just, you can have fun and do your job. And it's just, it doesn't have to be this kind of forget the Sunday scaries, like dread going <laughs> to the office. Like, yeah, I absolutely love that. And when you said candle, I was thinking that would be like lovely smells. And things. Like, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Setting yourself up for the best possible like in the, in the best possible space to produce the best for like results. Yeah. It's, oh, I love it. What's your candle? And it might look, and it might look different every day. So if you didn't sleep well, for example, and you need to take a nap at lunchtime, do that because that's going to help you to be more productive in the afternoon. While if I were in the office, I would need to drink three coffees to keep awake. So you kind of respect more your body and you go mm-hmm. with that. And maybe you're going to work until later tonight because as you're not very productive in the morning, okay, I can easily compensate that working a bit later today and then I get into flow and, and that's it. So yeah, I think you have more choices and yeah, respect your body, your rhythm, your productivity moments and just, yeah, make the best of it. Again, it's so true. I feel, yeah, there's this whole, whole myth about like, if you don't get up at 5 a.m., you're not successful. And it's like, no, like we, our bodies are not clocks. We're not robots. We don't all wake up at the same time. I think that's also such a, a very old age old thing with the whole nine to five concept is that that was a concept very much rooted in how work was for some people, maybe what, 150, 200 years ago. Whereas now we are listening to our own clocks and some people are night owls and want to do that. Some people, you know, for myself, I have a lag in the middle of the day. So from about one to three, <laughs> you're not particularly like intellectual from me but I'll sit and do like you know something like photo editing or you know clocking my admin in and out because it's something that doesn't require as much brain power and then I get the second wind in the evening but for some people they'd rather get up at 10 and you know work until midnight you know or whatever it is they want to do so yeah I think I, I love that it's respecting your body and yeah. just how it's more than just remote work it's thinking about your remote life well it respects your lifestyle yeah and again like some if you're thinking about having a remote job you need to be careful and check if the remote job will allow you to have this schedule mm-hmm. flexibility that we are talking about right because again some remote some people think that oh i'm going to have a remote job that's going to save all my problems no not really first you need to understand what you're looking for which flexibility level you want to have because again some remote jobs will require you to work monday to friday nine to five new york hours for example so if that works for you perfect but if you want to be able to take a nap after lunch or wake up at 10 and start working at 11 you might need another kind of remote job yeah. so when you have your own business it's different right you can uh, organize your agenda as you want if you're a freelancer also depend on the agreement that you have with your clients if you have calls with them or whatever but when you work remotely you need to make sure that the company and the job you choose is going to support the lifestyle that you want to have so it is about the job of course but it's also about 
does this job allow me to live my life the way I want regarding flexibility, mm -hmm. regarding location, regarding the kind of job that I'm going to be doing or not. So there are plenty of options there. It's just like understand what you're looking for and then you go for that specific kind of remote job. Yeah, and it's very true. So I feel like saying that people could potentially get kind of overwhelmed with like, oh my God, where do I start and how do I figure out what I want? How, what is like the one thing that you would say to people to like help them get started on figuring out just what they want? Understand first, what do you want for your life? How do you want to live? What do you care about? Which are the things that are really important to you? And after that, after getting this clarity part, then you go and you check in the market what is available out there. It's very different someone who wants to work from home, for example, have young kids and want to be able to go to the to the daycare and pick up their kids or mm -hmm. stay with them at home if they are sick. This is one kind of people who would definitely benefit from working remote. Another kind of people is someone who want to travel the world from different countries and be, you know, every month in a different location. So both of those people, they are going to be working remotely, but what they need from the company, the flexibility level, the working hours and all of that is completely different. So it should always start with what are you looking for, which kind mm -hmm. of lifestyle you want. And then you, knowing that, you identify which remote jobs will allow you to live that way not the other way around not just like applying for any remote jobs that you find oh i'm searching for this job title i saw remote then i'm applying immediately no 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 slow down there's so many things that you should check before you assume that a remote job just because it says remote is going to meet all your needs so uh, start with your the lifestyle the way you want to live right short term long term and then the remote jobs should support you to do that so it's like you build your life build the different elements of your life according to the vision that you have for your life the way you want to live i have a client for example she want to be surfing in bali and she was telling me because i don't surf but she was like surfing depends a lot of the wind so some days it's it's a windy day so that day is a good day to go surfing so you cannot plan in advance you need to have this flexibility to okay this is a windy day i go right now and I surf. So you need to have, she needs to have flexibility in her agenda and not uh, too many meetings to be able to, okay, I woke up, it's a windy day, I go to the sea. Maybe another day is not like that. So she can work in different hours. So people who don't surf, they might not need completely flexibility about it, right? They just want to be able to start working at 11 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. So when you understand what you care about, how you want to use your time, then work should support that and not everything around work, which is pretty much what we have done, most of us at least, with office jobs, right? So I live close to my office because then I have to commute less. I go to the gym that is close to my office. Otherwise, I don't have time to get there. I do all my like personal things and things non-work related on the weekend because Monday to Friday, I'm so exhausted working i barely have time and energy to do anything else apart from coming home eat something quickly and lay down on the couch and watch netflix because i'm exhausted so my weekend is overpacked because everything needs to be done on the weekend so uh it used to be like that but with remote work we can create life in a different way that's that's much better in my opinion uh i completely agree with that <laughs> so talking about applying to remote roles is there anything that um, people don't necessarily know or should know about when it comes to applying for a remote role? 
there are several things. Like I, I have a three month coaching program with my <laughs> with my yeah. clients to help yeah, them in the whole process. Teaser. Yeah. Little teasers. What I mentioned before, like understanding that there are different kinds of remote jobs out there. So forget this idea about I want a remote job because at the end of the day, this is an empty phrase. It doesn't really mean anything. Mm. Like which kind of remote job do you want? Which flexibility level, which area or industry? Are you going to work? Which skills are you bringing to the table to work? So uh, the job is going to be remote. Okay, this is one of the elements, but you need to meet the profile they're looking for. You need to have the requirements. You need to show results and all of that. So move away from I want a remote job to go more specific. I want a remote job as a project manager in a tech industry, and I want to have flexibility with my hours because I can go surf whenever I feel like this is more specific. Of course, you're narrowing down, but once you find it, it's like it's going to be a better match for you and for the company also because the other side, remote companies, they have so many options, right? They can, um, in general, work hire people from anywhere. So you're competing with a lot of great professionals out there. So if you can really show that you are aligned with the company, um, the way of working, their mission, their goals, and all of that. If there is this alignment, it's it's a win-win situation for both parts, right? Instead of just randomly applying for 10 remote jobs per day and then wait for companies to contact you back. That's also the old way to land mm-hmm. jobs. So remote, uh, the remote job search should be much more narrowed down, going from what is the lifestyle that I want to have, which kind of remote jobs would allow me to live like that. And then which kind of job titles, which kind of industry, which size of company do I prefer a startup, where like startup environments, I have access to everybody, I can create things. We are growing, everything is like, you know, in action, or do I prefer a more established multinational company that there are processes and procedures already there and everything is really, you know, going step by step. And I do a tiny part of that. Some people prefer one work environment than others. It's completely different <laughs> to land a remote job in a startup or in a multinational company. Uh, both can be great depending on what you're looking for. So it's not just, I want a remote job. So start narrowing down more in detail. This is definitely one tip to apply for remote jobs because it's going to help you to filter the jobs once you find them. So at the end of the day, it might feel like a lot of things should decide at the beginning, but once you have that um, clarity, it will help you to speed up the process later on and show in a better way because uh, why you're a good match for that position, right? Once you understand the company and how aligned it is with your next career step, you can demonstrate easily that you're a good fit for that. And you will also hopefully by this stage move away from the, I want this job just because it is remote, right? This is this is a big mistake job seekers do. Like companies will not hire you just because you want a remote job. That's not enough reason from the company perspective. You need to be a good fit. You need to have the skills for the job. So job is remote, but this is just a part of the job. You still need to show that you can do the job, that you have qualifications for that, that you understand the kind of problem you're going to be solving in the company. So when you go for a job interview and you say, oh, I'm interested in this job because it's a remote job, it's a very weak response that most likely will actually eliminate you <laughs> from the interview. So uh, talk about other things 
and the skills, the experience, what you can bring to the table and the remote job part is there, but it shouldn't be the only thing you're talking about because it will look like you just, you really just want the job because you can work in pajamas from your home. And companies won't, won't choose you just because of that, just because you're lazy to commute. No, it shouldn't be the reason why they choose you. <laughs> I had lockdown flashbacks then when you said don't work in your pajamas. <laughs> we all had, I think. Yeah. Oh, but it's my. more than that. It's more than that. And, yeah. and some people who had contact for the first time with remote jobs during the pandemic, some of them got a quite wrong idea of what is remote work. And some people told me like, I don't like working remotely. And I was like, why not? Oh, because I cannot leave home. And I have my kids there and my husband. And he was very messy. I was like, okay, wait. What we lived during the pandemic was first was not remote work was work from home. It was in a fear context, yeah. right? Everybody was afraid and, and, and lost about what to do in general with our lives and with our career. But it was like, we were all forced to be home. We were forbidden to leave home. That's something that when you work remotely, you're not forbidden to leave home. You can actually work from wherever you want. But during the pandemic, we had to work from home. There was this fear around. and also. Some companies didn't have the, the structure to support people working from home. The tools, the procedures, the, the mindset also. The leaders were not uh, used to have their team spread all over. So what we experienced, um, I mean, not me, because I was already working remotely for many years, but what most of people experienced during the pandemic is very different, is like a tiny, tiny part of what working remotely can offer. So, yeah. That's not the only option for working with There's much more, <laughs> much more out there. You can shave it yourself. Yeah, you, you kind of touched upon interviews already, but is there anything else that you would maybe add um, as, again, like something that people maybe don't consider when preparing for interviews? For remote interviews? Yeah. For any kind of interview, remote or office interview, you should start by understanding which kind of problem you're going to solve to that mm. company, right? Mm. So... Every time the company hires someone is because there is something that is missing or the problem to be solved or they expect you to do something. So when you're reading the job description, when you are talking to the recruiter, try to understand that what is really the main thing, the core thing that I need to do for this company, for them to be happy, satisfied with my work. This is the first understanding, right? So it's not just go, oh, I assume I'm going to do that. No, don't assume. Bring together the elements, read the job description, understand a bit of the company culture to first understand the problem you're going to solve for them. And then in the job interview, in your interaction with the recruiters, with the hiring manager, make sure that you demonstrate in a very clear way that you can do that, that you have the skills, that you have the requirements to do that. Because when we talk about remote jobs, the competition is very, very high, extremely high. So you need to stand out as a candidate. You cannot just be like one more. It's very common, for example, that a remote job that is posted three days ago have 500 applicants. Wow. It's common. Yeah, so that's that feels scary, right? As a job seeker, it's like, whoa, I might not even apply because what is the point? Already 500 people applying in only three days. So it can be scary. It can put people off. But more than numbers, focus on understanding what they're really looking for and demonstrating that, hey, I can do that. I meet those requirements. I can support you. So handle the competition by 
understanding what you're looking for and demonstrating that you you can do that. And if you worked from home during the pandemic, this is a very good point that you want to mention in your remote job interview, in your resume, in your LinkedIn profile. And a lot of job seekers, because I talk to them every day, right? They're like, no, I have no experience working remotely. And then I asked, so what did you do during the pandemic? Oh, during the pandemic, I worked from home for a year and a half. So, hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 but my contract was not remote. My company is not, I know, but you did work remote during the pandemic. So people tend to minimize this experience because officially it was not a remote contract. So no, it's the other way around. Maximize that because you, I'm sure if you went through this experience for at least a month, you did learn some skills that are very interesting and attractive for remote companies. So you want to highlight that. And the same thing applies for uh, remote work tools such as Slack, Zoom, Teams, Google Drive, Asana Trail, those ones that uh, some of them are like, yeah, I do use them, but I didn't know I, I should mention them or mention in my resume. Yes, yes, because you're demonstrating that you're already familiar with remote work tools, which is going to add value to you as a candidate in general. So if anyone worked at least for a month during the pandemic from home, this is something that you want to highlight in different parts of your resume, in different parts of your LinkedIn profile, and definitely in the job interview. Some amazing points there. One kind of final long question from me. So what is one thing you maybe can see happening as a trend of the future and work in general, or like one prediction you maybe have? It's the moment I get my crystal ball, right? <laughs> <Sure>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see what is going to happen in the future. Yeah, so what I see here, Nobody really knows, right? Uh, Time will show. But I don't see remote work going anywhere. It's not something that is going to change or something that is just a trend at the moment. And I get this question a lot of times. A lot of job seekers are like, but Julian, do you think that this remote work thing is really going to last? I see it so clearly that it's not going anywhere. Like more and more companies are going towards this direction, even the ones that are already remote are starting to be remote. They're improving processes and training their leaders and, you know, uh, onboarding new people on a better way, offering more flexibility, more benefits. So I don't really see that changing. I also think that we will still face for for some years, I don't know for how long, but I think we're going to see like hybrid companies and fully remote companies and for people who might not be completely familiar with that, hybrid is when you go some days to the office. So you work some days per week uh, remotely from home or from wherever you want. And some days of the week or the month also, you go to the office. So I have a client who goes twice per month only, two times per month to the office. So it's a still a hybrid job. So he's not fully remote. I see some companies going in that direction because some people enjoy face-to-face interaction. Some Companies, depending on their mindset, they still think it's really important that some specific departments or some people in the team are in the office for whatever reason. So I see remote uh, hybrid companies are still on for a while, but I see a lot of companies also going fully remote. So yeah, I don't think this is going to go backwards. This is just going to grow and keep improving. And I'm quite happy with this prediction from my crystal ball here (laughs) (laughs) me too I'm happy with that (laughs) I'll take that (laughs) I think um, it's so true though because I I think a common 
sort of myth is that if you're a remote worker or a digital nomad, you therefore demonize having an office. And I feel like that's not it at all. It's just simply that remote workers, digital nomads, or, or remote lifers, as I call them, it's about having the freedom to choose where, choose where you work from, choose where you live from. And if it means that, because I know for someone like my family, for example, they like going into the office like some of the week and they like going into the same office too. And I'm like, I have no disrespect on that at all. That's how you work and that's how you best optimize like your results. For me, that just is not going to work in the same way. Sure, do I like a co-work space every now and again to get like some stuff done? But I prefer having that flexibility myself. So I feel like it's, I definitely agree. I feel like remote work is not going away, but I would like to think that there will be more acceptance around people having the freedom to then set up work, how it is best for them. So it's not just remote work. I feel again, this is where it bleeds into remote life or just the lifestyle of work as well. Yeah. And being able to choose where you want to work from. So if you want to go Mm -hmm. to the office, that's amazing, but you might not want to go every day or you might not want to go at 9 a.m. because of the traffic or because it's too early for you. You might want to go three times a week around lunchtime and then you stay until four and you leave a bit early. So this flexibility, I think, is is important. I mean, remote work without flexibility, it's, uh, it's kind of weird, right? So those two things should work together. So, yeah, being able to choose what works better for us for our productivity, for our lifestyle, for our mood in that day. Mm. Today, I feel like going to the office. Tomorrow, I feel like working from home. And the other day, I feel like working from a cafe. As far as um, we get things done, I think that's what should matter, actually. Love it, love it. Okay, so final quick fire round. Let's just give me short answers. Co-work space or cafe? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Depending. Depend on the day, yeah. (laughs) And on the day in the task, I like both. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Beach, definitely. Yeah, I come from the beach. I like mountains too, but I'm a beach girl, definitely. Yeah. 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 And one final question. Fill in the blank. Home is where? My laptop connects automatically. Nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> My Wi-Fi connects Perfect. automatically. Yeah. Do like home. Julianne, this has been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for this interesting conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Life. And thank you, Juliana, for taking the time to speak with us. You can find links to Juliana's accounts below. Thank you so much again for listening. And we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.